and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm super excited to share my conversation today with my guest, Ashmi Patella. Ashmi Patella is an artist and writer who left her career in Silicon Valley with this intention. Show me the power of my heart and I will teach the world. Her travels took her all over the world, finding love in Bali, moving to Australia, but of course the greatest journey was within. It opened her eyes to a new way of living, in joyful alignment with her heart. This week, she launched pre-orders for her book, Awakening the Heart of Humanity, which is a tribute to this unprecedented time of global awakening and activation for the soul. She shares videos on the Ascension journey with her partner, Joel, on at the Inner Awakening on Instagram. As you can see from this beautifully written bio, Ashmi is just someone who leads with her heart. And I think her journey of leaving Silicon Valley, leaving a corporate life, and really going on this journey to go inward and discover her heart and come back to the joy of following her heart is really such a beautiful example of what happens when we live in truth and we live in alignment. So I think that you will find a lot of beautiful mirrors and messages in this episode, because I know I did. We also talk about creativity, of course, and manifestation and the practices that she did to help her align back with her heart. And we go into a little bit about the collective awakening that's happening on this earth. A lot of her work is inspired by that. And she just shares a beautiful perspective. And I know that I left this conversation just feeling so uplifted. Like I could really feel like my vibration was higher. And so I hope that you feel the same way, just soaking in Ashmi's beautiful energy, her beautiful words, and the way that she truly speaks from her heart based from the lessons that she shared on her journey. So without further ado, here is my beautiful conversation with Ashmi. Hi Ashmi, welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. Hi Leah, thank you so much for having me. And I just love that we just took a deep breath together because everything should start like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's a nice chance to like just tap in and get grounded. Yeah. So the first question I ask everyone when they come on is what is currently fueling your creative soul? Mm, oh my gosh. Right now, actually, it's a very physical thing. I'm writing a book and it's actually going to go to the printer tomorrow. So it's very timely. But yeah, sometimes the creative energy is more of an inward process for me. Mm -hmm. But right now it's kind of been bubbling up through many years of going through self-doubt and feeling afraid to share my voice and learning to overcome a lot of the inner demons. And now it's like the culmination of that journey and it's actually birthing into the physical. So I think it's a very exciting and timely time to even talk to you to share about that journey. Wow, yeah, I wanna hear all about like the book, but I feel like the book is probably about your journey. So let's start with your journey and kind of where you've been, where, where you've come from and where you're at now. Yeah, right now I'm in Australia and my journey started in 
well, before I was born, (laughs) but um, I feel like this whole path has been about me coming back to remember who I really am. Mm. And I was very connected to spirit and my zest for life and love for the universe and as a child, but over time in school, I kind of lost that connection to self. I stopped doing art and writing and I started just back on the ladder, kind of chasing achievement, really hustling and burning myself out in school and work. And I had the worst burnout of my career in Silicon Valley when I was 26. Mm. And that's when I really felt like I need to make a change because this career ladder I'm climbing, I see the people and mentors above me and it's not really where I want to go because I didn't see happiness and vibrancy and health and just Mm. this inner fulfillment I've been searching for my whole life. So I made a drastic change, left a really sparkling career of many dream jobs to travel the world. And on that journey, I guess I really committed to my inward journey, or you might call it your spiritual journey, Mm. which was more of a journey to shed all the layers of the belief system, the thoughts, the fears that didn't serve me and really find my heart again and connect with who I am and how I want to express my soul in this world. So Mm. yeah, it has led me through so many, wow, ups and downs, but I'm really fulfilled and yeah, feel more connected to self than I have since a long time. Wow, that's so beautiful. And I, I, I love your story because I think a lot of people, some like most people on this path, like have a story like that, like where they were, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or whatever it was, and then left and created their own life. Or you're meeting it at like before that of like, I could take the path of the corporate ladder, or I could take the path of following my heart. And so for you, like, what was that breaking point? What was that decision-making process? And like, how did you deal with the fears that came up with all the self-doubt that came up? What helped you move through that? It was a series of tiny steps. And at points I felt so stuck, like one foot in the old world of the old ideals. And I should be, keep my ties to Silicon Valley to keep, you know, staying relevant and make sure I'm successful and safe. And one foot just leaning into who do I want to be? How do I want to create? What are my passions? And I felt really like I was teetering in between because some days I'd feel so clear and creative and confident with where I'm headed. Like, and other days just paralyzed in self-doubt and fear and what will people think? And it felt like a constant cycle of that. People call it like you're stuck in a rut. Mm -hmm. It just felt like I wasn't fully taking the leap or making the decision my intuition and soul were pointing me towards Mm -hmm. and just waiting and waiting and waiting to have the courage to do that. So as you know, with every day, like looking back, I see that period of stuckness air quotes because in my mind, I was stuck. I perceived my experience as stuck, but looking back, I see I was making progress every single day, even just facing my fears, even feeling that pain, crying, laying on the ground, hiding. And there is no such thing as stuckness. You just perceive it as a rut or a setback. Looking back, it is exactly what I needed to get to where I am now. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that's something that I haven't, that I felt intuitively, but I haven't heard really people talk about that, but about like honoring the cycle, honoring your cycles and like meeting yourself where you're at, because you needed those low moments. And it wasn't like you needed to force yourself out of that. It was like, you needed to have that time. Yeah. Uh, to be fully creatively expressed as your soul. Those moments are what bring you closer to your heart and your true self. Like you have to face the demons and the fears that you've been running from all along. And in facing that, you're actually at the edge of your breakthrough. So that's something I learned the hard way because my whole life I was taught to be strong and positive and not be weak and not cry and not feel my emotions. I always tried to be happy and positive, but it came from a place of kind of forcing it and to try to prove that I was doing good in life because that's how I felt loved most by my parents. And yeah, just learning that actually right now in this slow period of life, my greatest lesson, my greatest growth comes from being gentle with myself when I'm not producing and not achieving and being kind to myself through feeling all those negative thoughts because normally I would numb that by trying to launch something or create something or show that I'm doing something. Ooh, so that's a low period that you're in currently. No, that was about a year ago and it was, it lasted, you know, two years. I was still doing things, but it was still a seesaw of unlearning this drive to produce for the sake of feeling good and looking good. And instead finding a way to allow creativity to flow through me from a place of joy, not a place of lack. I need to do this to be better, but I need to do this because I want to and because it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what did that look like for you? Like thinking about what kind of practices or what kind of like resources were you able to mm-hmm. lean on and help support you through that process? Mm. So I can talk about something more specific to make it more tangible. So about two years ago, I started painting again. And I was an artist as a child, you know, I journaled, you know, one day I will be an artist. This is my eight year old dream artist and writer. And then I just didn't touch my paintbrush for like 10 years. So from joy, from this inner inspiration, from this wanting to just create for the sake of feeling alive and feeling myself, I bought a canvas and painted. And I kind of just through intention remembered my dream of like, wow, wouldn't it be fun to someday like actually share my art with the world? And magically, uh, I was doing a lot of work on manifestation and visualizing my future self and being in the energy of that now, like mm-hmm. pulling in the actions, thoughts and behaviors of my future self and trying to feel it alive in me now. Mm-hmm. And I just intuitively, I followed the nugget to post the painting I did on a Facebook group. It was like a spiritual Facebook group. And I went viral and got like thousands of comments within a day. And like six people asked, are you selling prints? Like, can I buy the original? And it just, it was a little nod from the universe. Like I went from, I'm just, you know, painting for fun to holy shit, I could actually sell my art and show that to the world and it resonates with people right so that mobilized me like I could have made that decision proactively before but it kind of is a co-creation with the with life reflecting that feedback back to me so I googled how do I sell art prints I didn't know anything about retail that's not my background or how do I even you know ship a painting to people so 
yeah, through that journey, kind of opened this path of synchronicities. And I did an art show last year. And finally, you can't really plan how your path will turn out. You can only just follow the nuggets and have this intention, like the feeling you want to embody and how you want, how your creations want, will make you feel inside. Because that art that I did for the art show ended up being the backbone of this book that has my words and art. So couldn't have planned that, but through following the little nuggets of my highest joy in every moment, it led me to something I couldn't have even conceived. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that, like, again, following the synchronicities and following your highest joy and, you know, the, that co-creation with the universe and like that confirmation and affirmation from the universe reflected back to you. That's just so affirming and like so beautiful that you are on the right path. And so I'm curious, like how, because again, we've talked about like, you know, the high moments and the low moments and the low moments are just as needed as the high moments. And I guess how do you kind of keep that faith and keep that trust in the universe that it is all working out even when you feel like it's not? Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> Someday you won't feel like that. So yeah, but for me, what, what really helped was my old world and that path of security and the safety blanket had to get so suffocating to the point where I didn't feel secure anymore, to the point where the fear of, my self-doubt and stepping into my true calling, that was painful, but also less painful than the suffocation of staying where I was. Mm -hmm. And even imagining 10 years from now, do I want to be doing the seesaw thing or do I want to just go for it? So some people do stay, you know, with a job or relationship to the point where it's so uncomfortable and you just hate your life so much that it forces you to make a change. And you would want to make a decision prior to getting to that point. But, you know, I think humans really get that kick in the butt. And for me, it was realizing that that security blanket or safety net was an illusion. Like it wasn't really there. You know, the idea of a secure full-time job or great clients. One of my clients went bankrupt. One couldn't pay me for a while. My old startup crumbled and, you know, 40 people got laid off. So it shows you like, you think you're secure, but what is it that you're actually standing on? And what happens if that falls? And do you still have that? Like no one else outside of you can give you security. You got to find it in yourself. You're the only one who can find that safety and trust in self, trust in that you're provided for no matter what happens, that you're safe in your own heart. And when you keep relying on people outside of you to give you that, you kind of take away your own chance to find that in yourself. And that trust in yourself is what stays with you your whole life. So mm -hmm. to me, yeah, that finding that and making that a priority was the highest job I could ever put my heart into, right? The most important yeah. yeah, that's such good advice. And I can really relate with that of like, you know, we, we think we're following the safe path, but if it's not the path that's aligned for us, then it's actually not the safe path and you can, and the universe will show you how it's not the safe path. So then, you know, you see it as an illusion, as you mentioned, yeah. I can like, that feels very relevant to me in my journey because I, I just left a full-time job. And again, it's kind of like, I think I had this mindset of like, well, I have to have this full-time job in order to be secure and safe and supported. But I'm like, 
I can just choose a different belief system. Like that is one belief system. And now I can choose a different one. And I think I'm finally at the place where I've gotten to that point of like, no, there is more out there for me and it is possible. And I don't have to accept this. Well, I'm grateful that it gave me what I needed at the time. Now's not the time anymore. And that's okay. There's nothing to like mourn or there's nothing to lose. Exactly. Mm, yeah. yeah. The funny thing is we are creators. It's not about physically creating something. So realizing that your true power is remembering that you create every moment of every day. And like what you said, you can choose a new belief system. It's not that easy if you've had the same belief system your whole life. But if you commit to the inner work of looking at what's the core of the fear or the wounds, where does it come from? Is it a childhood trauma or something you learned from your parents? And when you actually shift that by really feeling it and looking at it and choosing a new belief, sometimes you have to cry and purge it. You shift the feeling in you to the point where it's not as painful anymore, or next time it won't get triggered as badly. And you are able to alchemize that to the point where you're a brand new person who doesn't have the same thoughts and beliefs and fears and triggers as the person you were a month ago or a year ago. And from that new vantage point, you can create something in a totally different vibration. It is the path of ease. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. What has like, have there been practices or rituals or things that you do like journaling or therapy or plant medicine or anything that has been like a supporter and a teacher to like help you through this kind of process that we're talking about? Mm. Let's see. I've always been into manifestation practices, but I feel like the world doesn't fully know. They only know the surface level of it of like, Oh, visualize it and you'll get it. But it's more of, you have to feel it, feel the energy of it as if you already have it or as if it's present in your life now so that you're not creating from a place of lack. So for me, it's not about manifesting a car or house or life. It's manifesting that feeling of that future self. So how would this make you feel? Would it make you feel free? Would it make you feel joyful, alive? What is the feeling you're chasing after? And in meditation, can you tune into that with gratitude can you tune into that can you journal to the point where you do feel this higher wisdom come through and you see the higher perspective and get into that place of oh I'm already free like oh I already have everything I wanted even 10 years ago you know you can't even have imagined all the things that would lead you to where you are now so that just opens up all the possibilities and I feel like you can quantum leap to a new timeline and just collapse time literally it doesn't have to take years to get to where you want if you can feel it and act it as if as if you're that person now mm. um, yeah yeah you said that really beautifully and you you expressed it in a way that makes sense because I've heard people say that and like kind of talk around that but you just kind of got clear into the point so I think that will be really helpful mm. for people Will you talk more about like your creativity and your art and your writing and where you find inspiration, what kind of lights you up and what, what do you love to create? My art is very cosmic. It's the universe. It's our connection to who we are. It's kind of images that come to me right before bed or while I'm dancing. And it's my love for life and the zest I feel in my heart that I want to translate into the world. So 
I feel like people who see it, it's an activation for their soul. And mm -hmm. my writing's the same. It kind of, I, you know, I journaled from age 10 and it was my way of, well, I had really terrible mood swings and I was a demon child, but it helped me channel because towards the end of the page, after I just wrote angrily or whatever my emotions were, this higher wisdom would come through, this perspective that's much bigger than what an eight-year-old or 10-year-old could write. And it really felt like, yeah, communication with my heart or my higher self with source. I didn't know it at the time, but that was what was happening. And we all have that ability to channel. It's whenever you feel like you're in flow state or, yeah, when you have an aha moment that really helps you through a hard time. So for me, that was my lifeline to my connection with self. And someone asked me, like, what when you are trying to tune into what you love to do or what you want, it's not about the physical expression of it. It's not really writing or painting. Like if you took away my paintbrush or my pencil, I'll still be okay. I won't die, right? But what is it about those things that they allow me to feel? And for me, it's connection to my higher self. It's downloading these emotions and feelings and ideas from the universe. And it's expressing my love and who I am to the world. That's the joy. So that's something I really feel I will be suffocated without. The expression might change. Like later on, I might, instead of write, you know, I might do something else. I might do dance. Who knows? <laughs> but it's just the core, finding the core of what makes you feel alive and why. Yeah. Again, you just express like everything that creativity is for me, because it, again, it's not about the outlet like or the medium because it can shift and change and it will shift and change throughout your life if you feel called to be that cosmic channel mm, yeah you no know, I'm curious like with your book coming out and you know this new offering that you're bringing to the world are there any fears or are you dealing with any like fears or self-doubts mm. now now that you've been through so much in your journey yeah as a perfectionist of course they're there but it really feels so right and natural and I feel so proud it's like an expression of my soul mm -hmm. and it's channeled so there's nothing more to add or take away I just feel like it's ready but to speak to the doubt side I think two years ago I tried to start writing a book but I wrote it from my mind and my ego and I was trying to think what will be valuable to people so I, I was thinking oh, I should be packed with you know, insights and self-help, you know, that kind of book so that it's actionable and people can take a lot out of it. And in trying to do that, my writer's, like, you know, writer's block came and I, I was just totally stunted in my creativity and it wouldn't move. So I had to give up on that. And later on, I just like took a step back from writing it. I just let that dream go. And later on, what kept coming to me is like, I'm not writing out of ego or to look good or to sell anything. It's, it's my pure heart's desire to create something physical, to embody my soul in something physical that someday my children can read or someday I can hold, you know? And that was the only reason. It's like, what do I want to show my children about the world? Mm -hmm. And when it came from my pure heart, my essence, my pure wanting to create, it flowed and it, I, it just like put itself together. It wrote itself. So I think when you try to force something, 
yeah, from the mind or it's not fully aligned, mm-hmm. you can't do it for the world. You have to do it first for yourself. And when it is for yourself from your joy, the ideas will flow, it will come to you and it will feel like it has wings of its own. Yeah, that's, that's such a beautiful prompt. Like what would you wish to share with your future children? That's yeah. <laughs> really great too. To, to find that path and like find your direction. Mm. So after, let's go back to your story. And I know you said you traveled for a year. Take us back to like when you left Silicon Valley, what was next after that? What did you do? Yeah, I quit my job. Well, the company was kind of tanking and uh, it was the most stressful year ever. So I really wanted to rejuvenate myself. I was so burnt out. I was waking up with heart palpitations and just anxiety and the anxiety was still there like three months into my travels. So it took me that long to just relax my nervous system. But it was a solo trip around the world. I had no idea whether I would come back or what I would do. So I think it was nice that I kept it open-ended. I had an intention of, oh, maybe I'll meet, find love. Maybe I'll move somewhere. Like I just left it open. And my highest intention was I want to connect with my soul and myself and really dedicate myself to this inward journey. So I did this 30-day amazing like freelance entrepreneur retreat it was like a co-living retreat in Cape Town living with 30 people across like five different villas and we would share workshops and travel together and cook together and share ideas and these are all kind of it's called unsettled so people in between transitioning or following their heart or people who are already a freelancer or you know videographers or all kinds of different people and that the workshops and conversations and just friendships gave me this vibrancy and this opened my eyes to a new way of living. Mm. Like, oh, I can make my own rules. Like I don't have to follow what society tells me I should do. And that was the month where I really started creating intentionally again. So I I wrote a letter to my future self of what I wanted to experience and feel. And a year later, when I read it, it was like everything I wrote had come true. So that's the power of manifesting. And I went to Thailand after that and had this dark night of the soul moment. That was my outer awakening to a lot of the truths of this world, a global awakening that's happening, the shift in consciousness. Basically, right now, we're really seeing it in the world, like people are purging and letting go of you know, their shadows are really being confronted by their shadows and fears. They're seeing what no longer works in society. They're seeing, you know, they're being forced to question their reality or their decisions or how they want to live. And that was all happening internally for me in in 2018. So it was really, really dark and inward. And I was alone and processing so much. And then I went to Bali, which was such a heart opening experience really connected back to it's like this feminine energy because Bali is very nurturing the locals are very heart oriented and just learning to be more in the moment and look for magic in every day and create from just you know what do I want to do today I want this experience and this and it actually happened like so much synchronicity happened and then I found love right when I was feeling the most alive, the most connected to self, and the most in love with life. And then we moved to Australia after a bit of long distance. So, and that's now, oh my God. 
gosh. And do you think you'll stay in Australia for a while? Like, is this it for you? Or do you think you're going to see what's what's next? Yeah, we have bought property down south in this little town called Denmark, Western Australia. And it's in the forest by the sea. We want to create a temple space and retreat center, raise our children there. We want to build a home. Mm. So it's really like building our roots now. And I have family in Hawaii now. They moved to Hawaii. And I do envision being able to travel there a lot. And maybe, yeah, I think in the future, transportation will be so much easier with all the technologies about to be released. So yeah, the it's like we've never dreamt this big in our lives, even just like I have no idea how this temple space, this future home, like how are we going to do it? I've never remodeled or built anything in my life like that. But trusting like every step will unfold and the more we surrender, just as that property came to us in the middle of COVID and the shutdowns, really learn to surrender and trust. And it was a new level of trust. Like it's not like, oh, I trust it will all work out. No, it's trust that everything is working through you, for you, for your highest joy, your highest good. You don't have to worry. And the more we let go, the more things came in. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, this year has been about learning to keep surrendering. Yeah. What a beautiful like example of how those lessons are still coming through you and how we kind of need to continue to learn those same lessons again, of like surrender, trust, trust that like, it's all happening for you. And it's so yeah. interesting too what you said about Bali and Thailand, because last in 2019, I went, I kind of did a similar thing where I left my job when I, I only went on a three-month solo trip. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in India and studying yoga. And in Bali, wow. I kind of felt like I had I faced my dark night of the soul. It was like working through the shadow and working through all of these beliefs that were coming up. And similar to your experience, it's interesting kind of going through that from the intuitive call that we felt and now seeing it happen on the collective in 2020 and like seeing people go through the similar things where I'm like, oh yeah, that was me like last fall. (laughs) And now I, so now I can see how it set me up to be in such a like more trusting, surrendering place as all the external like stuff was happening with the world. And I'm, I'm super curious to hear your perspective on the global shift that's happening and the awakening that's happening and where, where we're headed. Mm, my favorite topic in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, and this is a lot of what my book's about, is we were born for this moment in history and it is unprecedented. I don't think people fully get how big it is. It is the biggest event in the multiverse. The fact that we are shifting our consciousness from 3D human to 5D and beyond. And to me, it's more of, you know, everyone talks about the outer awakening, like waking up to the truths of this world, a lot of the corruption, the things that were hidden from us, how we were indoctrinated. But that's just the beginning because the true journey is waking up to your own power and magic and who you are internally, unlearning the matrix beliefs that we are, limited, that we are small, that we have to live in fear, that we are in this finite universe and remembering how infinite we are and how we are truly creators. And it takes a lot of unlearning. You have to reprogram your mind and heart because even if the systems collapse, even if the matrix dissolves, 
the true matrix is the cage within your mind of your own fears and beliefs about what you can experience in this life. So the, my journey has been about continually freeing myself every day and noticing the areas where I'm still holding myself back. And the fact that we are able to go through this in waves around the entire world, mm -hmm. it will shift the world like no other. And for me, like from the lens of creativity, you know, we were told that you need to work, you know, nine to five or even more to survive. And that we're in this system of debt slavery. So many people are just tied down and you're just waiting to retire and, and then what, right? So it hasn't been a world that really supports creativity or allows you to thrive in following your heart and what you really want to do, what your soul came here to be. We end up putting ourselves in a box and even with creativity, we feel like it has to be a career or something that you can monetize. Mm -hmm. And we, we kind of shave off the, the best part of creativity by forcing it into that model of like, okay, I have to be this and then I will sell this and then I'll be recognized when it's so much bigger than that and you're so much bigger than that box. And so I feel like the new earth, the vibration of the future where we're all heading will really support people to follow their heart and their path because we won't be tied down financially anymore. We're going to see a huge financial reset, so much more abundance for all, all of the money that was stolen, quote unquote, from, you know, centuries of elitists will be returned to humanity, given for humanitarian projects, and even technologies that have been suppressed for hundreds of years, like free energy, cures for diseases, med beds, the military has access to them, but it's not profitable, right, for big pharma to release cures. So things that have been hidden from us that we have no idea about that are hundreds of years ahead of our time will really support us and make everything so much cheaper and easier. And, and that's just the physical example. But what's really happening is energetically, we're purging the density, letting go of the things that keep us heavy. Mm. And that speeds up your ability to manifest, that speeds up this flow of synchronicity, bringing to you everything you need in every moment, you feel lighter and happier and freer. And everything will change from your ability to create from that brighter lighter state of mind and heart so yeah the future will really really help people who are wanting to follow their heart do you yeah I first of all I love that and that's how I've been feeling but I think something that I come up across is like I and, and these might be like ego-based questions but of like a, is it possible? B, when will we see it in our lifetime? Like, yeah. will we be able to see this? Like, will it, will we have to go down so deep where it gets so bad that like everything will kind of blow apart in our faces or mm. how do we like keep the highest vision, you know, and like manifest the highest vision for humanity and do our part in this collective awakening. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like those questions and how do we keep that highest vision possible with so much trust and so yeah. much yeah like right now if you look at the world or even the media you will think the world is going backwards and it's upside down and there's so much fear and even the things that are happening are so confusing and chaotic but actually the world is not flipping right upside down it's flipping right side up 
Mm-hmm. And the blood is rushing to our head and we're just like, what's going on? But it's because we're that close to the breakthrough. Similar with when you go through your inner breakthroughs, it looks so bad because the golden age is right around the corner. And it's almost like we're seeing the chaos of the past become visible. Mm-hmm. So all the corruption, all the dirty shadows that we were blind to are now becoming so obvious that we are forced to look at it. But it's not because they're getting worse. It's because they're leaving. Um, they're being seen so that we can make a new choice. Mm-hmm. So that these people who are doing the corruption can be arrested. So that humanity can finally wake up. And it is true from one perspective. It had to be this bad for us to wake up and make a new choice. But also, there is no bad or good. It's just all one consciousness. And everything that's happening outside is actually just a reflection of us becoming aware of our own shadows. Like where have I been unconscious in my life and how can I integrate the shadow and the fear and the places of limitation within myself? So I don't think it will take years. I feel like so much has already shifted that cannot be seen even last year. This year will be a huge year of more truths, more disclosure and Yes, more chaos from one perspective, if you're tuning into that, but from another, if you, you know what's happening, you will be rejoicing because you know the shift is here, right? And people are going to wake up to their own capacity and the truth of who they are. And some channelers would say that the full on golden age, the full expression of that will be coming around 2030, but the beginning of it will already make such a huge difference in our lives. And that's in the next year or two. So yeah, I think we're in a huge time of transformation and I'm very excited. Mm, yeah. That's so beautiful to hear. And like, again, that positive reflection of what is happening and not succumbing to the fear based narrative. And so I wonder what is your advice for someone who's like, what can I do? What is my best? What is mm-hmm. the best thing for me to do during this time? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. As much as we want to help the world or help our friends or family, The number one thing is you get to hold your own light Mm -hmm. and know that that's doing so much. We're only able to be responsible for our own frequency or vibration. So lifting that, focusing on what makes you feel good and alive and in your heart and calm will radiate to everyone around you. And part of that is purging through, I I know this month was so triggering and emotional for many people I talked to and including myself, but part of that is feeling all that and looking at them, these fears that pop up as these are the darkest shadows in me that are ready to be seen now and released. And every time you do that, you are healing for the collective. You're healing your ancestor line and for your children and you're becoming an even more grounded and calm and integrated person Mm. through the shattering. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important to remember that you can't heal other people. You can only heal yourself and trust that the work that you are doing is actually healing the collective. So it's like, Mm. it takes all of us, like it takes all of you doing your work. And that's the only thing you can do. Cause I know for me, like sometimes I feel selfish quote unquote for Mm. focusing on myself when I have to be reminded that it's like, no, this is how I help by actually being able to see my own, my own shit and being able to like be that mirror for other people and be Mm -hmm. able to share that experience so that more and more people can kind of see that light and follow their own light. Yep. 
Yeah. I have a very mind-blowing quantum perspective on this. Maybe I can share. <laughs> I would love some people might not be ready, but I truly believe we're like in this quantum universe where there's infinite potentials and timelines and your frequency literally shifts everything around you including the version of yourself that you perceive and the versions of every single person in your life. So an, an example of this is my partner and I had this 10 days in August where we felt like we were in a totally new dimension. Life was so different. It was palpable like we took a drug but we didn't. We were like, "Do you feel that? Do you feel that?" It's like fifth dimension. We had done a lot of clearing and a lot of things before then, but it wasn't really intentional. It just happened. And it was a moment of realizing there's no doubt. And we were just the observer of our reality and everything felt like a lucid dream. Our thoughts were quiet. Like the fears of the past were just so quiet. They were like memories. And we felt so energized. Like we didn't need as much sleep. We woke up feeling clear. Like it was just the most magical feeling. I was like, if this is the future, it's going to be life-changing for everyone. It is so magical. And the thing we noticed was when I was in that state of calm, of peace, of aliveness, I was doing the same things. I was on a video call with a friend, you know, I was seeing friends for dinner, but the version of them had shifted. They were much more embodied. They were much more happy like even my call with a friend who's normally struggling in life and down, like she answered, she was sitting on the beach and she was so happy and things were flowing for her. And I was like, is it because I shifted that I'm tuning into a new version of these people? Like, am I that powerful? And it's actually true. Everyone has that ability. And when you shift yourself, every little thing shifts around you. Mm, that I can't believe I mean I can believe that you experienced that and that's such a beautiful like glimpse into the future I just read the Celestine Prophecy series by James oh Ray. I love that book yeah it, oh my gosh it's so amazing and it, it, it aligns so beautifully with what you're talking about it reminds me of like this, this idea of Shambhala is like what we're headed towards and that is possible and like yeah oh, it's I've real been, I've just yeah. been thinking about that a lot yeah it's so true how much is hidden in books and movies, but yeah, to be able to feel it though, because I've, I've known about ascension and these concepts, but to feel it in yourself and embody it and be in that state, it's just undeniable at that point. Like I cannot deny or question where we're headed if I've already felt, felt that in me. Wow. And you realize that you are the one creating it and choosing it and shifting into it, you know, and everyone is going to get there. Mm. Yeah, it's magic. Wow, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm curious too. like, when you came out of that, was it like a drop in energy? Or yeah. did it? Okay, like, what did you feel like, like, what was coming out of that? Like, yeah, you, you know, as humans, you want to hold on to this. And you're like, how long will it last? What if it's taken away from me? Mm. And it lasted 10 days, undeniably. But when we came out of it, it was like a slow, oh, I'm feeling a bit more tired today, feeling more negative today. Oh, I'm feeling back to my normal self. And wow. you, we really struggled with that because it's like, since then we're like, how do we get back to that? But realizing to surrender and trust that it's not about getting to a destination either. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing exactly where you are and what you're going through is helping you. And you're already on that boat. Like the boat is already heading 
to where you want to go. So you don't have to try to paddle more. It's more about letting go and having fun and just trusting. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard when you drop out of it. And I just hope that it's anchoring more and more. And when we ultimately do fully embody it and get there, it will be a constant, consistent state of being. But part of ascension is going up and down, up and down, up and down. But actually you are going up and up. Yeah. Again, it's just about the journey and that I see that so mirrored in the creative process and like the ups and downs of the creative process. So that's that the Ascension journey and like the creative process, it's all mirrored and it's all, it's all one thing. That's like something I'm working on an offering now, like a new workshop that is about the creative process as a journey. And so this just, this conversation feels so serendipitous and magical. And it's like, so magical. (laughs) I love that. So I love asking people creative resources. So are there things that you've read lately, seen, watched, some kind of like things that are inspiring you that you want to share? Yeah, so many um, creative resources I reached for earlier in my journey, but now I've actually stopped consuming as much content on those things and just trusting myself. But I can share some that really helps me. Sometimes I like to read something that does feel channeled or, yeah, videos I still watch on YouTube of people in that flow state. And what it does is get me into that energy of that possibility and expansion. So for uh, Ascension teachings, I love Crystal, the Energetic Alchemist on YouTube. You can search the Energetic Alchemist. She just did a video this morning. It's so timely on how to create as a soul Mm. and tune into your power to create. I highly recommend you watch it. And she's just, you know, sharing from her love, sharing whatever she's experiencing. Her energy is so contagious. And yeah, it gets me into that, that energy of wanting to create from joy and not out of productivity or achieving anything. Cause Mm. often to me, it's like, creativity is balancing the masculine and feminine within you. Like there is structure and discipline and routine needed, but I've already mastered that side. Mm -hmm. For me, it's more about the feminine allowing, opening, birthing, trusting. And that's the, so in order, if you feel more balanced or leaning into your masculine and you're good at that, instead of reading more books on how to do the discipline side or the, the list of things to achieve, I suggest you actually take time more to indulge your feminine, which is maybe sit in nature or follow what is exciting for you in that moment, which it might just be getting a cup of coffee and going for a walk somewhere new or calling a friend or reading a book unrelated to any, you know, outer goal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like allowing yourself to balance the two in you helps a lot more than trying to push yourself to continue to hustle. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that is so needed. Thank you. And lastly, where can people find you? Where's your book coming out? Where can we check all that out? Yeah, the number one place is Instagram. So I post almost daily whenever I feel inspired and it's at ashmi.path. So A-S-H-M-I dot P-A-T-H. And there you can see the link to my website, which is my full name, ashmipatella.com. I'll probably just post on Instagram about, yeah, the book and the process and Mm. the launch, and it'll be available on my website. But 
I'm very excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait to read it. You have so much wisdom to share and like, mm-hmm. you can tell that you're just so tapped into that source as we all are, but uh, thank you. how that you've really gone through the work. And so I'm just so grateful that we have this conversation that we get to share it with other people. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, Leah. I just love talking about this and you're such a beautiful being and I can Mm -hmm. feel your enthusiasm for this. And yeah, what you're doing is going to help so many people feel like ultimately we all want to be connected to our hearts and creatively expressed in whatever form that looks like. So such important work. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.